Greetings, everyone. It's November 4th, 2023. I am Paula Bach, author of Rescue the Teacher, Save the Child. Have you ever been a victim of hateful rhetoric from social media platforms or email? I certainly have, of both social media platforms and email. If you have, you truly understand how helpless you feel when blindsided by someone with hateful, unproved accusations. If you have written an email which you later regretted, or worse yet, did not even comprehend the negative impact, please stop hiding behind your computer. So today's topic, HRS syndrome. What does the HRS stand for? Hide, rant, send. Stop hiding behind your computer, ranting entitlement paragraphs, and hitting send. On my blog, there's a poster. Teacher, it's a noun. The profession that creates all other professions. Let's go with this premise. Teachers create all other professions. If this assertion is true, why does the American public, and more specifically American parents, make the lives of teachers challenging at the least and abhorrent at the most? Of course, in today's culture, there are certainly circumstances where parents must get involved. Sexualizing children and stereotyping them according to race is not acceptable to most parents. With that aside, why is it parents feel entitled to rant at a teacher via email? Well, let me rant. Vitriol emails have no place in a civilized society. As I shared in my book, Rescue the Teacher, Save the Child, I lost my last position as a teacher due to five parents complaining using the accusatory email route. Those caustic emails sent to my anemic administrator ultimately ended my 46-year career as a teacher. I now label those thoughtless parents and some administrators with HRS syndrome. Hide behind your computer, rant paragraphs on your entitlement to privilege, and hit send. When I worked in education, the public schools forced me to absorb those scathing emails. Seldom did an administrator ever support me. Those HRS syndrome parents loved to rail at me about 7 o'clock in the morning. So I would percolate on the accusation, which had no merit, as I taught my classes for six hours, wondering why a student would misrepresent me to their parent. Did it affect my teaching? Of course it did. I found myself previewing my remarks before they made it through my airways, so students would clearly understand my every instruction and intention. What did this do? It created a stumbling, mumbling, inarticulate instructor with loss of confidence and some days near tears. How could any parent assume the teacher of their child is a moronic, vindictive imbecile? Well, whereas those words are hyperbolic, the translation is still very clear. My child is perfect, I'm entitled to scold you, and you better do what I demand. Well, here's my good news. I'm no longer employed as a teacher in the public schools. 
As the director of a successful voice studio, on rare occasion, I have received less than complimentary emails. When that transpired, I tried to appease the parent, apologizing for any misunderstanding. After all, the parent is my client. A couple years ago, that was simply not enough for one angry parent. So what did I write in my final email to this parent? Well, I will tell you. It's very quick. Two sentences. Don't contact me again, period, ever, period. It felt so good to have the right to disconnect from this acerbic parent. As a public school teacher, I never held that right. Today's teachers are certainly no different. The HRS parent and sometimes administrator prevails, while teachers have no recourse to stop this madness. And what's the solution? It's simple. Administrators need to administrate or step up and prohibit this kind of email behavior. I mean, really, set down the rules of communication to both teachers and parents with consequences for bad email behavior. I'll give you an example. If a teacher received a, a hard-hitting email that was unfair and accusations that were unfounded, that teacher has every right to go to the administrator and the administrator should turn around and write to the parent from here on out, you will have in-person meetings with this teacher. You will not communicate with this teacher again. I guarantee you, parents don't want to come to school when it's so easy to sit at home and send emails. <laughs> in fact, I once had a principal who defended me by telling the hostile party to simply shut up. It worked. And in my tenure at that school, I was never attacked again. So... For the love of humanity, step away from your machine gun keyboards. The bullets of your hurried rage have the capability of not only squelching the passion to teach, but more importantly is one of the single reasons teachers are leaving the profession in numbers greater than ever before. If there is no respect from the parents, students sense their parents' contempt, and they amplify it in the classroom. <laughs> so now, Enter stage left, the state of California, a euphemism for the state of chaos. I'm going to be quoting directly from an article, and the title of the article is California Students Can No Longer Be Suspended for Willful Defiance. Could Nationwide Change Be Next? And I quote, at least 25 states in the District of Columbia allow schools to suspend students for willful defiance, according to the Law Atlas Projects Policy Surveillance Portal. This week, California became the first state in the U.S. to ban such suspensions for all students, expanding a pre-existing ban on the disciplinary practice for students in grades kindergarten through eighth grade. The new law, signed by the governor, Gavin Newsom, last Sunday, could represent a model for how other states approach reforming disciplinary practices. End quote. In my opinion, the irate parent not having a thread of respect for the teacher can assert his bias on his child. That child now can go into any classroom in California become defiant with the stamp of approval from his parent, 
and not receive any consequences from the administration. And yes, friends, it all begins with an email. Parents in pajamas emailing scorched earth accusations are now even more empowered in the state of chaos or state of California. Coming soon to a school near you, I assure you. I wrote a blog several weeks ago entitled, What a Stupid Time to Be Alive. I rest my case. I believe the internet is the worst thing ever to be invented, and many others are beginning to agree. According to Reuters, over half of Americans surveyed in the last year reported facing online harassment and hate. Using emails to attack teachers demonstrates the inability of administrations and parents to communicate physically in the same room. Emails circumvent the required face-to-face -face conversations, which must take place between student, parent, teacher, and administrator. After all, that's what we did before the internet. Teachers who join the profession to make a difference cannot continue walking alongside students and their parents who openly demonstrate their disdain for those very teachers. Our educational system manifests hypocrisy, hysteria, and a hapless pathway towards complete dysfunction. And you guessed it, emails are the first phase of that manifestation. On my blog, I have a picture of a billboard for an ice cream shop. And written on the billboard is the following. Education is important, but good ice cream is importanter. I'll read it one more time in case you missed it. Education is important, but good ice cream is importanter. Education was important when I was growing up. So many things have changed in this country, including the emphasis on a quality education and overall respect. So, the next time you sit down in front of that potentially career-ending keyboard, stop. Would you want to receive a blindsided email at 7 o'clock in the morning? Instead, use the email as a positive communication. Do hide your unfavorable comments and slap on that filter. Do rant about what is good for our children. Do send an email to your child's teacher once a week with praiseworthy intentions. I have another poster on my blog that reads the following. Yes, teachers love an apple, a coffee mug, a classroom helper, or the occasional thank you. But the absolute best thing you can do for your child's teacher is to make sure you're sending a respectful student to school. Well, the last word. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I love writing and podcasting on Substack. The feedback keeps me going. Spread the word, and please hit those subscribe and share buttons at any time. And thank you to the almost 4,000 downloads of my podcast. Have a great week, everyone.